You're listening to the Simple Pen Podcast. Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Simple Pin Podcast. I am your host, Kate All. I'm the owner and founder of Simple Pin Media. We are a Pinterest marketing agency who will help you find your perfect person on Pinterest. Today, I am talking with my dear friend, Abby Ashley from The Virtual Savvy, about how to scale a business by hiring well. So we know that hiring is a sticky point for many, many business owners. What if you hire the wrong person? What if this person doesn't fit your business? What if you spend too much money on them? And Abby has created a solution that will be launching later this year to help businesses hire freelancers in a way that not only accomplishes being a great match, but also propels their business forward. And if this is something that you are interested in, we would love for you to check out the link that she drops at the end. We think it's going to be a game changer for the freelance community for sure. But we also want to let you know that if you need to hire somebody to help you with anything Pinterest marketing related, We have several different types of services that fit all different types of budgets from a very specific consult to monthly management to take over Pinterest for your business. If this is something that you've been interested in or you just want to learn more, go to simplepinmedia.com, click on services. We have forms on each page that you can fill out to learn more about that particular service and how to get connected with the right service that your business needs for your Pinterest marketing needs. So go check that out at simplepinmedia.com slash 280. That's the show notes. And you can also click on services as well. So with that, let's dive into my episode today with Abby. Hey, Abby, welcome to the Simple Pin Podcast. Hello, I'm excited to be here. Yes, I'm so excited to have you. We are going to be talking about something that you obviously specialize in is teaching people how to have the skills to be hireable. And then your new project to find, help people find the right people to hire. So I would love you just to start with who you are and how you got into this business. Yes. Well, thank you again for having me on the show. I always love chatting with you. Um, So my story starts back in 2015, really. Uh, I was a stay-at-home mom super pregnant with my son and looking for a way to make money online. And I started a virtual assistant business that really grew rapidly and hiring became something that I knew I needed to do instantly. So within the first 90 days, I had four subcontractors working with me because at a literal like ticking time bomb in my stomach. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this business has to keep going without me. So I was kind of forced into hiring a little bit, but I'm I'm really thankful for that experience. So I um, I grew this virtual assistant business, uh, ran it for years, and eventually developed an online course to teach other people how to uh, y- you know, start their own 
at-home virtual assistant business, kind of taking my experience of the the growth I had had and the systems I had put into place and teaching other people how to do the same thing. So um, I kind of switched from services to course creator over, you know, the the series of a few years. And uh, that course took off and ended up hiring a team to support that as well. So over the years, we've hired and hired. And now we have a team of over 20 that help run that online course. So um, hiring and really zeroing in on how do I become the CEO and the true visionary of my business uh, has been a huge theme throughout my entire story. So, uh, you know, now that that business is mostly systematized and running. We've been asking our audience, you know, what else do you want? Uh, what what else would you love to see that doesn't exist in the world? And so, you know, we're hearing all of this feedback about the current marketplaces that are, um, you know, that, that exist right now. And, and they definitely serve their purpose. And I'm not going to knock them at all. But I think there is something um, lacking in the industry on how to hire, how to hire well, and giving people the resources and tools to do that. So that's what we're creating as a hiring marketplace to help people hire mission-minded freelancers. So I mean, we can get into that later. But that's kind of my my story and how I got to where I am now. Mm, I love that. And I think it's so closely ties in with what you said about like hiring and hiring well and like the fears. And I'm just amazed that like you started the business and you thought about hiring right away. What do you think? Obviously, you were pregnant. So you knew that you had this timeframe that you were bumping up against. But I know a lot of people who even with that um, timeframe and bumping up against something that is going to take away time from their business, they're still so afraid to hire. So why do you think you jumped out of the gate and you're like, I got four contractors, I'm ready to go. What was your mindset behind hiring these people? And I guess a little bit to that of how did you really remove fear from you know, from that process? Yeah, that is that's a great question. So I um I, <laughs> I feel like one of my strengths, I, I'm very big into leaning in my strengths and not doing the things that aren't my strengths because I'm the type of person that my strengths are really strong and my weaknesses are really weak. <laughs> like right before right before we plus press record, I needed to find some headphones and I'm like, yes. I have headphones in the top. Like I'm just not organized. I'm not <laughs> I like my strengths are really strong. My weaknesses are really weak. So I am um I'm a marketer at heart. I have my degree in marketing. That is what I love to do. And so I was finding that like finding clients actually was not difficult for me at all. That was what came easy. Um, the fulfillment, because execution is actually not one of my top strengths <laughs> of the fulfillment of everything. I'm like, oh, I'm actually a lot better at bringing in the clients and then I can have people do the work and then I can, you know, review it, make sure that it looks good and send it back to the clients. And so um, that was... And, and to be honest, I didn't go off and just hire strangers either. The very first people that I hired um, at that time, it was built off of 
relationship and connection. Hey, kind of what we're building here. Um, And I honestly, I hired my friends. So I was a stay at home mom. I didn't know this online business world. I didn't have... I wasn't part of like huge Facebook groups or courses or anything like that. I just literally thought, oh, you know, I know somebody that was in a band in college and she did graphics for the band. Maybe she could create these Pinterest images. Oh, I know somebody who, you know, my sister is really good at writing and I have somebody that I'm writing blogs for. Maybe my sister would want to write for me. So they literally were just my friends that I said, hey, if I could just give you work that you could do on your own time and I could pay you, you know, $15 an hour to do it, would you want to do it? Sure, you know, it was kind of a win-win. So um, that that's kind of how I got started with that. So I think that that relieved a lot of the fear is just because I was actually like in relationship with these people. Mm. Yeah. And also to your point of like the strengths and the weaknesses, and we're kind of, if you're not knowing what we're referring to is there's the strengths finder test. It's really, really important that you take that because it's such an awareness builder of who you are and how you're wired. And I have high execution, but I have very low. And you and I've talked about the Colby test before, and we are complete opposites where you're a quick start and I'm a fact finder. And it's that puts you in a different position as a as an owner, right? Because you you got out of the gate and you're like, I'm gonna hire people right away. I didn't realize that until like the rubber met the road for me. And I was in this like crisis situation, like, oh, I need an emergency person. It wasn't even this thing of like realizing the strengths and weaknesses at the beginning. But one of the things I'm curious about that I hear from some of my students. Um, on the Pinterest agency side is they're so worried about spending money on people. And they're worried then that they're not going to have anything for themselves. Was that going through your mind at all in the beginning? So um, one of the things that I recommend and I, I started kind of researching once I was wanting to hire people was you know, what percentage of my income should be going toward this, right? And so once I found that, I realized that, okay, my rates will need to go up a little bit in order for me to be able to hire. So, um, you know, and it's, it, I think it's very different depending on the business. So I could throw out some percentages and I can, I mean, I'm happy to talk that. I'm very real about numbers. But so for for me as a service provider, so as a virtual assistant, um, and I started really niching down into copywriting as well. So I was able to have a little bit more of a high-end service um, eventually. So I my rates ended up being about $60 an hour. That way I could pay somebody to help me at that like you know, $20 an hour range, which I I felt really good about. So uh, I do think that sometimes it will take up to 30% of your hourly rate. And it really just depends, again, because it could be, um, you know, it it depends on your services, your rate, like how much time it takes to do your service. So that is some math that you'll have to figure out yourself. But that was what I did. And I felt like that was a safe zone because that gave me enough to know that I could pay the person well. It gave I gave them no like guarantee of hours necessarily when we're talking subcontracting. Um, I just said, okay, this is how much I'll pay you as I as I'm able to and or this is what I can afford, you know, to pay as I'm able to. And then I um, you know, made sure that there was enough for me to still have profit at the end of the day too. So I think that 30% of your quote unquote hourly rate, even if you're not hourly, you kind of know your hourly rate anyways. Um, So that was that. And then as far as the team goes, like 
because there's two different types of businesses that I, I've hired for. One is that service-based business. And I think that is kind of breaking down the hourly. And then the course creation business is very different. Um, you know, it's not direct. There's there's a lot more expenses in the way of software and, and different tools like that. So right now, we're pretty team heavy. So we spend almost 40% of our total... Um, like uh, our total expenses, almost 40% of it is on team right now, which is really high for the industry. I would say most people are closer to like 20 to 30%. Um, but we rely on a lot of organic marketing methods and not as much paid marketing methods. So we have a little more wiggle room where some people are spending 10% of their expenses on paid advertising. We're spending like 1% or 2% on paid advertising. So we have some more wiggle room to add to team, which is what I love. I love building a team. I love having a team. So I'm like very willing to make those sacrifices to spend more on team than I am on other things. So you know, it, it's, it really goes into, I guess, the bottom line here because I'm throwing out a lot of numbers and there's all these different types of businesses that you could be hiring for. I think the bottom line is knowing your numbers, right? Like if you don't know your numbers, then you're always going to have that insecurity of this is, you know, is this too much? Am I going to be able to sustain it? So, and not just looking at your numbers like right now, but look at them historically too, right? You need to look at, um, you know, in the past year, what have been my highest months and what have been my lowest months? And would I be able to sustain working with this person even in the lower months? And so I think that, um, that's really what you have to look at is knowing your numbers, figuring out a percentage, and then you set a budget, right? Um, if you're hiring freelancers, you can't necessarily say like, um, I, it's it's not an employment job. You can't say, I'm going to pay you $20 an hour. But you can say, my budget is $20 an mm-hmm. hour, right? Because that's, that's the truth of the matter. And then if that person can work within that budget, great. And if not, then you can, you'll be able to find somebody who will. Well, and I think a key, key thing too that you said as well is the different type of business model that you have. Because I would agree with you, having an agency side and having an education side, our numbers look very, very different in percentages because the recurring service-based model, you're going to be more team heavy there because you need people to do the work so that you're not doing it, right? And then what you said about the course education side too, and I'm like you, I love team and I would rather spend money on people than I would on advertising sometimes because I love watching the investment in the people that I've hired and them having aha moments. So there's a lot that goes into it with once you get down the road and get you know more and more people on your team. So I want to bring it back a little bit to that like first one or two people and kind of talk a little bit about you know, you said um, in 2015, it was, you know, I started my business in 2014. There was still that coming out of the recession piece. It was kind of this upswing, like, are we going to get to this point where, you know, we're, we're chucking along at like a good pace. And now we're at this great resignation, right? Where people are going from teachers to nurses to whatever it is. And so how do you see like looking out even, you know, I had 10 years, but I'm going to say looking out even two to three years, where do you see this like freelancer economy kind of heading and people being their own boss as opposed to working for somebody? Like, what's your thoughts on kind of current landscape and where the freelancer community is going? To let's see, 20, 2019, I remember 
uh, I was putting together a webinar and I was looking up a bunch of statistics about just the online workspace. And it had this stat that said that by 2030, that there would be more uh, you know, contractors than employees, basically. <laughs> and it's insane because I feel like then 2020 happened <laughs> and everything changed. And I think that what it did is it just sped up that timeline. Um, and I don't have the data to prove that, right? But I truly believe that we're just... Um, that this is becoming the new normal. And people are starting businesses. People feel more insecure in their financial future, maybe in a stable job that they've had for 20, 30 years, it doesn't quite hold the security that it used to. And so I do, uh, I mean, and I've seen it myself more and more businesses, even just in my local community, um, and especially virtual businesses, right? Businesses that would be able to withstand something unheard of, like what happened in 2020, right? And so I just, as businesses are started, the need for people to assist freelancers, virtual assistants, Pinterest managers, contractors in general is only going to increase as well. So I do believe that this is the greatest time. And, uh, you know, even Kevin O'Leary, like, uh, was it 20... 2020, I believe he was saying like the best, uh, the, if I were to like tell someone to start a business right now, it would be, he said a virtual assistant business, but in general, I think just an online services business is really one of the best businesses to be in at this point in the game. Yeah. I, you know, what's interesting about that is I met somebody yesterday who is another agency owner and I was asking her her story and it was really interesting because right before the pandemic hit, she had a, a really big, beautiful building. And somebody came to her and said, like, hey, we really want to buy your building. And she was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how to move to this, like, you know, work at home remote kind of model, but I'm willing to try it. Right. So she sold the building. Four months later, the pandemic hit. And she was like, it was the most supreme timing. And she said, it has given me this lift of now seeing my company as global and gl people working for us globally than I ever did before. And, and I couldn't have seen it that way. And I agree with your point of this freelancer economy like being really accelerated because of the pandemic. And I see signs of it like all of a sudden the government's, you know, cracking down a little bit more in the US with getting their tax dollars from freelancers. And then you see the Venmo change that everybody freaked out about and having to report your income from Venmo too, if it's business income and this whole idea that, okay, we see where this is going. We're going to make sure we get paid essentially is what the government was saying. But that does give you an indication that there's more and more people who are moving from this traditional employment to a freelancer and also, you know, you see people who are digital nomads now, and that never used to be a term before. And people are able to do this business. So I'm with you. I think even before 2030, it's going to be the dominant way that people really operate their businesses, for sure. Okay, so as you kind of reflected upon the industry that you were in, you were teaching people really how to do... Um, their own service-based business, essentially be their own boss. You came up with a new business idea that would really help serve those looking to hire people from this freelancer community. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. So 
We, one of the things that I, I love, like I mentioned earlier is team. And one of the things that we at our company love about team is the, the community and this kind of rallying behind a common mission. And and I will give all props to my COO because she is literally a hiring genius. Woman knows how to hire, how to hire for cultural fit, how to hire for value alignment. And she's just, she's genius at it. And so we have, you know, we have this big team, but we have very low turnover. Um, even like our contractors that we've hired are just so committed. And, um, you know, it was kind of this cross between just, asking our community, which I'm always a huge fan of, if you don't, you know, and this is not our conversation today, but if you aren't already building an audience somewhere, whether that's on a social platform or via email list or both, it is just, I think, one of the most valuable things. So we have a very large Facebook group and we have, you know, an email list. And we literally just asked our list, like, what do you want that doesn't exist? And this is what they came up with. And I loved it. I loved the idea. And so we ran with it. So we've been spending the past two years almost developing an online platform to not only uh, give people a place to hire freelancers, hire mission-minded freelancers, but also you know, provide some of the training and the resources. And we're going to... Actually, we've already started having monthly networking events where people can connect with people. Because our whole you know, theory behind this is that just kind of like when I first started hiring back in 2015, is that hiring starts with hello, right? So the platform's called Hello Savvy. And it really is this conversation relationship-based platform. So there's a lot of ways that we integrate that. Some of that is through you know, asking, having... Even if you're posting a, a job, right? So I'm a uh, I'm a course creator and I want to hire a Pinterest manager. Well, I will post what we call a job op on our job board. and um, But there are specific questions built into the platform that we've researched that are helping you to find somebody with a good cultural attitudinal fit. And then we have uh, a video integrated into the platform. So freelancers can apply to these different contractor positions with a video right there on the screen. Um, you know, we, again, we have these networking, uh, networking events. We are having freelancer profiles that really highlight the freelancer and their personality. So they're highly customizable. Uh, they really allow you to feature your work and they're really beautiful. <laughs> they're like, we're like so excited for them because these freelancer profiles, I literally feel like could replace your website, especially if you're newer to freelancing. Um, and it's just very, very quick and easy to use. So um, yeah, I'm excited for it. It's it's scary, right? Launching anything new is always scary, especially a platform that's taken years and a lot of finances to build. But um, but we're really, really pumped for it. And, and I'll be honest, one of my things I'm most excited for is as it grows to grow a team there as well. I just I love I love providing jobs for people. I love providing a good, healthy workplace environment for people that's flexible. And yeah, so I'm just really pumped for it. And I think that it's going to change the face of hiring online. Hmm. So I'm see as you're talking, well, one, I'm so excited for you. And I know the blood, sweat and tears that have been put into this in the background. Um, what do you say to people who, 
well, actually, this is a better question. Who would you say you're competing against, right? Um, like, what are the other platforms that you think are comparable, but you want to be different? Yeah, so our, <laughs> I feel like we're like a cross between Upwork and like asking your friend or going to a Facebook group to find a contractor. <laughs> we're like the middle ground of that. So I feel like that's when somebody wants to hire uh, a freelancer, especially project-based. And I, and again, I still think that they have their place, the freelancers and Fivers and Upworks of the world, um, you know, for quick one-off projects. I think that that can still be valuable. But, um, you know, what we're hoping to build here is for people who want long-term contractors. That Pinterest manager that I hired in 2016, I mean, they stayed with me for years, years and years. And so that um, that's kind of what we're looking to build here. So I, I think that the main competition would, again, be these massive companies um, versus also just the... I almost, you know, we have a big Facebook group where people post job opportunities all the time, um, but it's not a, a systematized process. There's not the the library of freelancers that you can search through, and you know, we're adding filtering options like you can search for people based off of, and you know, and freelancers will self select these, but you can search for them based off of enneagram number or disc profile or their Colby and all of that. So um, I'm really excited. So I could say, you know, I want. An Enneagram 7 with uh, who knows ConvertKit to come and be my marketing assistant, right? And see, hey, is there anybody out there who matches those uh, qualifications? So pretty excited for that. Yeah, I love that matching up. You know, it goes back to what we talked about in the beginning, matching up our strengths and our weaknesses and knowing that about ourselves and hiring for our weaknesses because there's... I'm not a quick start, like I said, but I need some more quick start in my life sometimes for people to really get out there and just do it and take the lead on it. But I also know, I know what Enneagram I align really well with, and I know which ones I don't align well with um, over time. And I love that you've added in those extra layers there of personality and how people are wired. So let's talk about like who... If you had to say like the ideal person for Hello Savvy is, who do you think that that would be? N more the person who's, um, so you have your freelancers who have all posted, they're over there. Who is the business owner that's going to leverage Hello Savvy? Yeah. So I think the question really is like, when is a business owner ready to hire freelancers, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And so, um, and I think that that can be at any point in the game. I mean, some people hire right away. They just have the extra finances and they know in the beginning, hey, I'm going to need this. I was straight broke when I started, but my business grew quickly. I mean, we were... Uh, I had at least the invoices to sustain 10K a month. So I was technically a six-figure company if we were looking at it that way. And that's kind of the point where I see kind of the tipping point. And again, it depends on the business model. But... Uh, I do see a lot of times that's the tipping point is when someone is nearing those, you know, nine, 10K months, starting to get closer to six figures or beyond six figures, where it's like, whew, this is getting a little bit beyond me and I'm needing to hire someone. There's also obviously times that you um, maybe aren't there yet, but you're looking for a specific thing to be set up. So maybe you're needing somebody just one time 
to build a website or you're needing somebody to do your taxes, right? And so we'll have virtual accountants and bookkeepers on the site. We will have, um, you know, other types of service providers too. So it really uh, it is for anyone, but I would say that most people using it would probably be kind of nearing that six figure all the way up to the seven figure. I have found that normally, um, while seven figure and up business owners do still hire contractors, um, I've found that at that point, uh, many of them start kind of switching more to employees, which I think is a good thing. Um, so it's really kind of that like, you know, six going up to seven figure mark business owner that I feel like is usually the people who would be hiring. Okay, that's good to know. So I know that um, through all these years of building it, it has, you know, you had to push back a little bit and timing and making sure that it's perfect, which I love, because sometimes I'm the type of person who's just going to push something out the door. But you guys have been so painstakingly detailed and making sure it is ideal for your people when it launches. So tell us a little bit about when we hope to have this go live and we can check it out and just really start to get to know more about it. Yeah, for sure. So hellosavvy.com is our waitlist and uh, we are launching in September of 2022. So, you know, we will be filling the site mostly with freelancers a few weeks before that. And then uh, September is kind of the, the big grand opening where people will be able to come onto the site and post uh, job opportunities and start networking. But we are a lot of it we're doing ahead of time too. So even now, anybody who's on our list currently can start attending those networking events. We are sending out emails almost on a weekly basis about hiring and how to build a team and really the scaling part of the process. Because, um, you know, I, I feel like that's one of the most painstaking parts. Having been through launching a business, growing a business and scaling, for me, the most difficult was scaling because um, scaling involves people other than just ourselves. If you have enough drive, you can figure out how to grow a business, right? <laughs> like you can get the resources, you can watch the YouTube videos, you can invest in the courses and you can get people to pay you money to do something. Um, Cause you've got like your own grit to hold on to. But when it comes to, you know, scaling, scaling oftentimes, I would say most of the time does involve other people. It involves a team and that's where it starts to get sticky because it involves trust, right? And um, not all of us are the best at trust, myself included sometimes. So uh, that's, that's really what we're trying to do is go ahead and start the education piece now on here's how you begin to decide what things to outsource. Here's how you start building trust. Here's how you start defining your own company culture and values and mission so that you're ready to find somebody who aligns with those things. So we're doing a lot of the education piece already. Mm, I love that. And you're right. It does. There's a lot of trust with that. I'm even reflecting on, you know, I've grown Simple Pin and now I'm growing the Kate All brand. And I have found myself even though I love team, I found myself at a, at a little bit of a crossroads with hiring because it's just like, okay, what can I afford? What can I not afford? Because it's a whole different business model, whole different goals. And I'm so used to a team that I feel out of my element that I don't have anybody to tell what to do. I'm kind of like, this is just me over here. I need to get some people to help me because yep. <laughs> I need, because I'm not wired for that anymore. And I think that to your point of like, you know, who Hello Savvy is for. And there, there is that, 
that growth where you really, really need people. You need people to be with you, to, to, to have that, um, I guess, trust in you as you trust in them, that mutual trust piece. And I'm just so excited to see the release of Hello Savvy and all the people that are going to be impacted by it. And I'm just really, I'm way to go taking the leap because, you know, starting a new company, especially a software company is not, not for the faint of heart, for sure. I don't know if I could do it. So maybe that's your, your strength is my weakness. You've got that quick start out there. Get ready to go. Um, okay, so where can people go to connect with you? I know Hello Savvy, but where else can they go to follow along with what you're doing? Both businesses, give us all the details. Yeah, for sure. So uh, my first business still up and running, still teaching people every day how to launch virtual assistant businesses. So that's over at thevirtualsavvy.com. And then hellosavvy.com is our uh, new website that we're creating, the new freelancer marketplace. You can also find us over on Instagram at hellosavvyco. Oh, perfect. Okay. Well, thanks, Abby. We're so excited that you joined us today. For all the links to anything that we've talked about and to go check out Hello Savvy, go to simplepinmedia.com slash 280. That's where we'll have all the links for you where you can learn more. Thanks so much, Abby. We really appreciate you coming on today. Thank you so much. 